Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. The news last week from the U.S. auto industry sounded dismal. Ford announced that it would cut jobs and production to regain profitability after taking $1.6 billion in losses in 2005. Are American auto workers doomed? Dan Griswold, director of the Center for Trade Policy Studies, paints a very different picture of the seemingly failing American industry in a paper he co-authored with trade policy analyst Daniel Eikenson. Dan Griswold joins us in today's podcast. The U.S. auto industry hasn't been in a very good place lately, has it? It depends on how you define the U.S. automobile industry. Ford and GM have been struggling, but one of the big stories of the U.S. automobile market is how much it's changed and how international it's become. And the change is it used to be kind of an us versus them, the big three versus imports. Well, now a lot of international automobile companies like Toyota and Honda and Hyundai manufacture cars here in the United States. So actually, the U.S. automobile industry as a whole, defined as production in the U.S., is actually quite healthy. If you look at vehicles assembled in the United States, it's averaged a pretty steady 12 million a year over the last decade. If you look at actual production, not only final assemblies, but parts, it's up 68 percent, more so than manufacturing generally. Employment's been hovering around 1 million, but that's because the workers are so much more Productive. So by any broad measure, the U.S. automobile industry as a whole actually doing quite well. It's just Ford and GM that have struggled and have been losing market share, but there are perfectly explainable reasons behind that. Ford and GM have actually announced that they're going to eliminate 60,000 jobs over the next several years. And that's going to be quite a few mouths for the U.S. economy to feed, don't you think? It's obviously not good for uh, thousands of Ford and GM workers. Now, some of those aren't layoffs, but they're just jobs that won't be created. Some of these people are set to retire. And you, know, in an economy that employs 140 million people, where people are getting 300,000 people are lining up every week for unemployment insurance, it's really not a large number. But really, Ford and GM have no one to blame but themselves. They've made some marketing decisions that were not good. They invested a lot in large SUVs and other cars like that. And then with high gasoline prices, consumers understandably have shifted to higher gasoline, smaller cars, higher gas mileage cars. And also they have basically bought peace with their labor unions by agreeing to wages and more importantly, benefits and retirement benefits that were not sustainable. And now they're trying to carry those health care and retirement costs, whereas their competition in the United States, the plants owned by Toyota and Honda, have much lower costs in that respect. So really, Ford and GM have no one to blame but themselves. Some executives have complained that the undervalued Japanese yen is to blame for hurting American auto workers. This is a red herring. First, imports from Japan account for a pretty small share of total car sales in the United States, probably something like 10 or 15 percent. Most Japanese cars sold in the United States are made in the United States, two-thirds of them, and their, their parts are sourced here. So the currency wouldn't have any effect on that. Secondly, the Japanese yen has actually strengthened against the dollar over the last three years, and yet Ford and GM's share has continued to slide. The same is true of the South Korean yuan. So that just doesn't cut mustard. How has global competition changed the U.S. automobile market for the better? It's really transformed it for the better. You know, when you think back to the 70s, and I remember the 70s, our cars were pretty clunky and unattractive. We basically had a lazy domestic oligopoly, and then oil prices went up, Japanese imports came in, 
And that was tough for Ford and GM and Chrysler, but it was good for the U.S. market, good for U.S. consumers. We drive higher quality cars today. We have more choices. And actually, car prices in the last decade have only gone up about 4%. Over the whole decade, that compares to a general price increase of 38% for prices generally, 70% for health care, 100% for education. So foreign competition has delivered better quality and has controlled prices for U.S. consumers. Should the U.S. government do anything to improve the standing of our auto industry in the global marketplace? I don't think it's the job of the U.S. government to, one, promote a particular industry, nor is it the U.S. government's job to come in and favor certain participants in that industry. The U.S. automobile industry is healthy by any measure. A couple of players in the industry, Ford and GM, are struggling. But, you know, that's the free market. That's competition. Companies will make mistakes. If we come in and rescue those companies in some kind of Marshall Plan for these companies, as automobile unions have called for, that's just corporate welfare. That's just the government coming in and rescuing businesses from their bad decisions. And all that's going to mean is higher costs for consumers and taxpayers. We have a healthy, functioning automobile market, a globalized automobile market. We should let it continue to work for the benefit of automobile consumers. The paper mentioned in this podcast, Blowing Exhaust, Detroit's Woes Belie a Healthy U.S. Auto Industry, is available at www.freetrade.org. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.